welcome back to another uncouth episode of the Brain Eating Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. <laughs> I'm back. Your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. Uncouth. So, uncouth. <laughs> Sounds like, never mind. Um, so, Beth, I have been thinking. Ooh, that's dangerous. Uh, shut up. So, okay, listen, hear me out. <laughs> what if there was a musical about the book of Job from the Bible? Ooh, that would be interesting. Right? I, th I think like the act one closure, cl closing song, I should say, uh, would be Job just belting out a song called This Fucking Sucks. As long as it has jazz hands, you know. I mean, that's obviously a given, you know. You can't have a musical about God murdering your family and slaughtering your livestock without jazz hands. <laughs> Gotta keep it, you know, family friendly and jazz hands are the way to go. We've learned this. Well, let's yes. jazz hands our way to our Patreon. <laughs> uh, if you go to patreon.com slash burning in 666 and you like what we do here on the Burning Eden podcast, you can become a supporter there are different tiers of support you can be a sinner for only three bucks a month we'll give you a thank you message or you can be a heathen which is the most popular one for six dollars and 66 cents yeah. we'll shout you out on every episode it is exhausting but we'll do it just for you just for you yep. you can also be a blasphemer for 20 bucks a month if you really like what we do and you start getting swag which i don't know why it's not showing but there go to the right Oh, God damn it. So did they change the layout? This is the fucking layout. Fucking God damn it. I was not ready for this. Anywho, <laughs> there's... Oh, I gotta click on the details. Oh, my God. There's a sticker, <laughs> a shirt, a poster, a hoodie, nipple pasties, etc. Yes. yes. But yes. if you really like us more than we like ourselves, you can mm -hmm. be on the diabolical level. You get all of that, but you also get access to an early episode. We'll give mm -hmm. you a shout out and we'll do shady things nipples. for you. Yes. All yes, three all three of them. Yes, yes, yes. You can rotate. You, you can absolutely rotate, you know. All three nipples. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. the way God made me. <laughs> Perfect design, right? Yeah. Well, on today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Eric from Skeptics and Scoundrels. Did I say it right? Yep, said it perfect. Oh, I'm so proud. Yes! <laughs> I memorized that because I can't read. God damn it. <laughs> Well, oh, alliterative, alliterative, you know, statements or, or phrases are giving me kind of. Okay, know, don't be making up words now. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Don't be making up words. <laughs> All words are made up, though, right? Technically, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> what does scoundrel mean? I actually don't know the meaning of that word. The word scoundrel? You never watch Star Wars? No. He, he, doesn't know, he doesn't watch TV. He's stupid. Oh, my God. Like, he's like. It hurts. No, listen. It hurts to be his friend. I promise you. Thank you. Like, I'm trying to make references, and he's like, "Okay, what?" Like, Fine. I will Google this shit. You guys carry it hard. So, how are you, Eric? I'm, I'm fine. It's 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 been a it's been quite a few week past few weeks for me, but I've been pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, very very busy. Uh, trying to get back into the stride of things. I did some traveling. Mm. I had some you know uh, family stuff to take care of, and yeah. I got 
house renovations going on. So like things have been like crazy, but <laughs> yeah, getting back into the, the, the stride and uh, yeah, no, but other than that, I've been doing pretty good. Wonderful. Very nice. Busy. Yeah. So professional. We appreciate you taking <laughs> like being a, a good adult. Like I, I, I appear professional. That's actually <laughs> that's, professional. That's I mean, he's looking at the camera. I know. Like, wait, you're supposed to look at that? <laughs> Oh, he has really. special technology to do that. <laughs> yeah, for those who aren't in the know, I have a teleprompter <laughs> set up and it's all elaborate. And that lets me look at the camera it's while so actually seeing the people I'm talking to. I was showing them backstage. Yes. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing setup. Like, <laughs> heck yeah. I mean, look at the quality <laughs> of that camera. Thousand, Jesus. Oh. God. <laughs> I, I did research on like the right lens for. Mm. You know, like uh, you know, HD, obviously, but then like the blurred background, like bokeh effect. Mm. Um, because when I was watching videos a couple of years ago and researching equipment for all this, um, that's how long it took me to get my channel going, two years. <laughs> um, but I was looking at all this, all this, you know, research about it. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this lens with this focal and, and, and you know, uh, aperture and everything and right. got the right that's stuff together awesome. and put it all together. Yeah, it, it paid off. It was a lot of hours of work, but it paid off because yes. I, I really like I'm, I'm a visual guy. I'm yeah. I'm terrible when it comes to audio. I'll have the crappiest <laughs> headphones on. It'll sound exactly the same to me as good headphones. <laughs> but I will nitpick like um, video to death. And uh, one of the things I don't know, it's hard to see on this thing right here because, yeah, I actually have a dead pixel in this camera. It's like a, it like a red pixel over in this area. It drives me oh, crazy mm, every that. time I record. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna name the pixel. I'm gonna I'll probably. <laughs> You, well, should interview man to okay. you should interview the pixel. Like. Where is the pixel, guys? That's Can fine. you see it? <laughs> Where's Waldo but the pixel? Like. Wouldn't it be funny if that pixel's like it fixed itself? That's right. You yeah, I don't see the explorer. Don't they style it? Yeah. It's not the pixel. I can pull it up because like I have a finish that I need to point straight at it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. God damn. Oh man. Yeah, uh, my camera is attached to my computer. <laughs> My husband bought everything for me and set me up, so I have no idea what, hey, there what you is go. everything. So that's how you do it. Yep. I don't no. have a husband. <laughs> but anywho, do you know what time it is, Mel? What time is it? Not husband bath. <laughs> <laughs> no husband bath. It's time for Per tradition, we would love the guests <laughs> to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us? Oh my God. Okay, Ooh. my chosen today is one that i didn't know existed until today when i was whoa verse. i actually never heard of this verse before and there's probably good reasons why <laughs> uh the verse is mark chapter 14 verses 51 to 52 mm. and i'll read it now uh gospels story of jesus you kind of get the context of the whole thing yeah uh it reads a young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. Mm. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garments behind. <laughs> and that's the last you hear of this gentleman <laughs> in the Why rest of the Bible. Why was he following Jesus? Like, he's just a fanboy, right? Why was he following Jesus half naked? That's a where did they grab him? Seize him from? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. my question. You know? Yeah, like yeah. Oh, mm. was it like the? Oh God! Is okay. So Family Guy humor was he's it like kind of like the greased up deaf the guy? Greased up deaf guy. <laughs> <laughs> you never gonna catch me. I ain't hurt nobody. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> God, I just yeah. So they seized him, but he got away. So he could have been greased up. He could have. Mm -hmm. He could have. They, they he, yeah. he could have just like 
had like a, a like a drawstring on his linen to drop it and like, kind of stun his captor. Velcro, right, right. Like a stripper. What's Velcro in the in Bible times? Velcro. Just go along with it. <laughs> God damn it! No, who yeah. sees them though? Was it like his bouncers? It's probably Jesus Jesus his entourage, his possible entourage. His bossy. What's really fascinating about mm. this, though, that this appears in Mark, and we know we know Matthew and Luke copied most of Mark, or mostly copied Mark for their their uh, scriptures, but this passage is absent in both of those. Mm. Whoever was copying Mark for Matthew and whoever was copying Mark for, for Luke Look at the scripture and said, "No." Nah. Link <laughs> <laughs> or or another possibility is that 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 Matthew and Luke, Matthew moved, Matthew and Luke copied uh, Mark, but uh-huh. then later on, some scribe copying Mark says, "I'm going to put this in here." <laughs> the original troll, like yeah, what a legend. But, Either either those either of those explanations raises questions. Why did God inspire Mark to put this weird ass scripture, pointless scripture in here in Mark and then tell inspire Matthew and Luke say hey no don't scrap, don't copy that. Or why did God allow a shitheaded scribe to add this to the, to this to Mark and then it get replicated into the rest of the Bible in the future? Like yeah, either way, it doesn't reflect very good on God, right? Well, God works in mysterious ways. He does. Maybe, yes, so. maybe it was done on purpose, so you bring it out today yeah. and you're... Well, I mean, the, like, I, like I said, there's a shroud of Turin, so, yeah. you know... That's the garment. It's the garment. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, imagine imagine oh. if the imagine if the shroud of Turin wasn't necessarily over the face, but it was actually that linen garment, and it's like just... Once they x-ray it and do all their stuff, it's just like a massive dog. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but they would absolutely like just kiss it, like do all yeah. the fucking things to it. They would touch. They it would, would sell out of crazy knee pads. I'm telling you. They would sanctify it. They would kiss it. Yes. Yeah. They, mm. Oh my god. Body of Christ. Dog body of Christ. Of, body of Christ. Dong of Christ. Get down on your knees. And that's right. Well, I mean, is that why the crucifier is a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about the crucifier? Like, oh my god! <laughs> we're gonna corrupt you tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll show you later. We might get monetized <laughs> even before we get monetized. <laughs> monetized. No anyway. monetize. No monetize. Uh, monetization. <laughs> we monetization gets in the way of free speech, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Well, okay, we're fucked. <laughs> Well, yeah. thanks for reading the word of God. And that was... The Bible verse of the day. Fucking Jesus song. Gotta love it. Awesome. <laughs> um, so we would love to get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us Absolutely. your uh, religious background, if you have one, um, sure. and then how you got to where you are today as far as your atheism goes? Yeah, so... Uh, I had the misfortune of being mm-hmm. born into a Jehovah's Witness family. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, f- from the get go, mm-hmm. I was born into a cult. Yes. Uh, and, you know, being being a child born into a cult, you have it's very, very difficult to develop things like critical thinking, mm-hmm. independence, um, just a just a strong sense of self and just a strong sense of competence. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all things I had to teach myself after I left 
uh, my religion. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was born and raised into it. I grew up in it. I had, I, it was like an ebb and flow. I got, you know, in my teenage years, I kind of like got slacked off in it. Then I got mm -hmm. back into it. Then I slacked off until finally in my twenties, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this hardcore. I'm going to go Jehovah's witness, um, which meant, uh, cutting off association with friends I had made in high oh. school, mm. uh, moving to where the need was greater, <sighs> which is mm. a phrase they use for like, Oh, Hey, you should go over here and help out. So, uh, Whoa. I moved, I moved to the East coast, um, and, uh, uh, started doing volunteer work for the organization, the Washtower Bible Track Society. Mm. That's the legal organization behind the Joe's witnesses. Damn, dude. Uh, and yeah, and did that for a few years. Uh, I was a pioneer, which means I was devoting 60-ish hours a month in ministry. Mm. Also, on top of that, doing volunteer work for construction projects like kingdom halls and churches and other things. Um, I also rose through the ranks and became a ministerial servant, which is kind of a, the entry point into like elder leadership in oh, uh, congregations. Okay. And uh, anyway, uh, some... Some personal stuff happened in my life, which started making me question things. Mm -hmm. And one day I just kind of just woke up and I was like, I don't think I believe in God anymore. And okay. uh, well, actually, to rewind just a moment before I woke up, I because of that personal life stuff and, mm -hmm. and drama, I decided to leave the area that I was living in. Mm -hmm. And I moved to a state where I pretty much didn't know anybody. Okay. I had plans to go to a congregation there and I had plans to kind of just, you know, like rebuild my life mm -hmm. over there. Uh, but for the most part, I removed myself from the constant social reinforcement that I had been under literally my entire life. I was either right. always near family, people in the congregation who knew me, elders that knew me, that constant, like, you know, pressure from everyone around you to, you know, uh, conform and obey and, mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. So inadvertently, I removed myself from that and, uh, found myself in Montana fully, intending that i'm going to find a congregation and mm -hmm. i did i went to a few meetings in a congregation there mm -hmm. um got to know a few elders and things like that but it wasn't enough and and, and removing myself from that social reinforcement i kind of naturally woke up i kind of fell ass backwards into my deconversion that's crazy <laughs> um, yeah and i was uh, i tell people a lot that i didn't get out because i wised up i didn't get out because i was smarter than anybody else i mm -hmm. kind of lucked into it okay um and so once i once i woke up uh, i realized i started calling myself an agnostic okay I was like i i'm not sure and then i started calling myself an atheist and then i uh was starting to watch things like the atheist experience like the og mm. atheist experience like this is like 2009 yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Matt Dillahunty, Russell Glassier, Jeff D, Tracy Harris, uh, Jen Peebles, uh, and just started devouring that content and uh, started learning what, yeah, started learning what logical fallacies were, philosophy, mm -hmm. terms like epistemology and deconversion, deconstruction, yeah. uh, all those things. And uh, I, I hit a point where I was like, okay, I know I'm an agnostic atheist. I know mm -hmm. those are not mutually exclusive. Right. And I knew that I had to rebuild my worldview. I had to rebuild my morality. Mm -hmm. I had a lot to learn when it came to all these things. And so I went from there and that was, you know, 14 years ago now. And maybe about four, four years ago, I got really serious into, okay, I want to do some activism. I'm going to really like mm -hmm. brush up on, you know, um, Bible history and, 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 and like, especially gospel history, history mm -hmm. and do all these things. And uh, bought camera equipment like two years ago. It took like another year and a half to get the channel started. And now here I am. So 
uh, continuing to develop and grow and learn. I'm very much a lifetime student. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I feel like I've come a very long way from when I, I initially deconverted. I, I had no, I had no, no idea my life was going to take this course. Stuff I would learn. Yeah. Moment I would go through. No one aspires to be on this show. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> see, you can only go up from here. This is the bottom of the barrel. So oh, like, <laughs> there you go. Oh, wrong, wrong way. <laughs> we have proof. Yeah. I gotta give you one of those. I'm going to put yeah. that on my work. <laughs> Like the teleprompter. I found, <laughs> I, I found this at the Oddities and Curiosities Expo. Nice. Of all places. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you would find on like a bank teller's desk from like the 1980s. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't say shit show. It would say like, you know, Debbie Smith or whatever right. teller's name is. Because yeah. we were going to, we, we went to the ATS convention and then I saw this at a show. Like, I'm going to buy that so we can put it on our booth. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice. It was a hit. Well, that was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. God damn it. Well, I'm always curious about people's individual deconstruction process because it, yes. it is very yeah. different for everybody. So yes. what did it look like for you? You know, you said you started doubting some yeah. things. What were some of the things that made you doubt, you know, just to, to um, begin with? You know, honestly, it was a lot of different things. There was, mm -hmm. you know, uh uh, prayers going unanswered, very mm. simple prayers, uh, even all the way back when I was a child, just prayers going unanswered. Like, you know, um, like my mom, and my dad never had the best relationship and it was basically like praying to God, Hey, mend my parents, you know, um, marriage or Hey, uh, help my family with this problem. And then later on it became other things like, Hey, um, you know, help me with this issue that I'm having or give me guidance on these things. And I would never get any type of like, you know, uh, uh, dir clear direction. It was always just intuition, what I felt at the moment. And my yeah. observations of, of people like my oldest brother, who's very much a zealous Jehovah's Witness, um, whenever I saw, you know, him and, you know, various elders praying for direction and then receiving intuition on what to do i was like this is just you telling yourself what to do you're just simply right. slapping a god label on it and saying this is divinely inspired yeah uh, <laughs> you know a hypocrisy in the congregation um a bit of personal tragedy or not my personal tragedy but watching other people's personal tragedy in the congregation yeah. um, mm -hmm. i watched i watched a uh, uh an older couple move into our area they had just freshly retired beautiful nice people i they were awesome to be around they moved to our area to um uh pioneer and to go out into the ministry more like they had both entered the retired life they bought a simple home they fixed it up started their pioneering and the wife was killed in a car accident like a month after they got there and i was like i was like how does this happen like these people like and, 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 you know, and that goes in conflict with the society. The witness is always telling us, oh, you know, when you're out in ministry, God, you're under God's protection. And all this <laughs> and she died in a car accident while out in the ministry. Like, like there's right. other people in the car. They were going door to door. So uh, stuff like that I was observing. And my brain, even though I didn't conscientiously, you know, register it, my brain is picking taps, things right? up. Yeah, yeah, my brain's pick, picking right. these things up. Yeah. And it's it's like grains of sand in an hourglass. And it's just tick 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 and it wow. finally you hit the tipping point you're like wait something's up here um and uh and that's that's probably in 
intuitively that's why I left the area. I just, I had to get away from all these, I had to get, it, it was a source of cognitive dissonance in my yeah. life. And I think, I think instinctually I wanted to flee from it. And that's why I left that area. That's why I moved to Montana. And then once I was in Montana and that, like I said, that social reinforcement was gone, then I started waking up. Mm. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a wild journey. And like I said, once I got onto YouTube, uh, which Jehovah's Witnesses, like I said, they're a cult. Um, one yes. of the big things in that cult environment is information control. You're told don't watch content, don't read content that is negative of religion, especially of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So I remember when I was watching the Atheist Experience for the first time, I remember I was trembling. Like my oh. hands were trembling, like literally. Oh, wow. It was like I was doing something that was so taboo and so mm -hmm. forbidden. And yeah. I was by myself in my apartment. And I was like, I'm going to break this barrier. And I watched him. So they had this experience. Holy shit. And, and it was, it was crazy. Like it was, it was eye opening. Um, just, just watching. I, I can't exactly remember the very first episode, but I, I know Matt Dillahunty was in it. And I mm. probably also Tracy Harris, but just watching Matt yeah. ruthlessly tear into bad oh. ideas and mm. show that, mm. Hey, uh, yes. these are not sacred ideas they do not deserve respect you yes. can criticize these things you can call out bullshit when you see mm -hmm. it yes just you know some people disagree with that approach and i can understand why people disagree with that approach mm -hmm. but for me at that time i needed to see that i needed to see that these right. things are not holy yeah. yes right. yeah um, nothing is sacred fuck that shit yeah nope. and yep. i i really appreciate that because yes. um it, it it like i said it woke me up it was part of my wake-up process and by the time, I mean, I think I was, I was go home every day and I would start watching it online. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I was like, Oh, there's a backlog of these things. Like for like five <laughs> or six years. And now it's like 15 years of backlog or 20 years of backlog. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I started digging through stuff and kind of focusing on uh, more of the calls where Matt and somebody else, or, you know, whoever was on, on the time mm -hmm. uh, focusing on Christian callers, which okay. is the main draw of the show, but it also yeah. helped me to reexamine my beliefs with it. Mm -hmm. and yeah and that's that's kind of where i went from there that's um, awesome and then after i deconverted it was maybe about six seven years i was kind of more focused on my life like okay mm. i gotta go back to college i gotta get educated i gotta get out of my construction career and get into like more you know a uh, uh, career that's more pays better and also is easier in my body so i became a software developer mm. um nice and so I, I focused on me on that and then once i kind of did all that and i was my career was established and starting to grow i was like okay now i'm going to start like focusing like kind of the inner me and so i started looking more at philosophy uh that's when i kind of reached out and started watching channels like apologia prophet oh. zod logic right um yeah and, and kind of starting to learn kind of the more intricate stuff uh, mm -hmm. became aware of people like bart ehrman mm -hmm. uh you know uh christian apologists like william lane craig and ken hoven uh oh. you know, and just started started kind of just devouring all this information left and right and, yeah. and started learning kind of the you know the deeper things as mm -hmm. the witnesses would call it right and, <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like i said it's, it's been quite the journey and I'm, yeah I'm very how, how, how long did it take you to stop like shaking like you said watching the axp or any like yeah, content? It, it happened fairly quickly i think that first okay. episode was the most nerve-wracking yeah and then the second one, like, it's just, it started turning to like excitement. It was oh. like, yeah, it was like, yeah, uh, okay. man, it's like, what's a good analogy for it? It's like a boner. Uh, it's like, a, it's <laughs> kind of like that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like losing your virginity. It's like, yeah. uh, okay. All right. you're nervous. 
yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then once you see that first time, now the next time you're like, okay, I have were... a little bit of an idea what I'm doing now. <laughs> a little more confident after that. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of like that. And uh, yeah, it, it, and I get, I get over things fairly quick. I, especially okay. now, you know, I'm, I'm in my early forties now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, so is I Mel. Over... Shut the fuck up. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, bitch. Um, no comment. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. just her birthday. Recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Mel. Oh, thank you. 45. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, 36. 36. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Not 40 yet. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I totally forgot what we were talking about there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I do oh, yeah, that all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Uh, uh, He's such an pop asshole. Popping pop pop the atheist Popping boners. Popping yeah. atheist boners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, inappropriate. <laughs> oh, my God. God yeah. damn it. It, uh, it, it. it wore off fairly quick. And, and I, yeah. especially now, you know, new experiences don't phase me too much. I. That's I, awesome. I, I, I've been through so much at this point in my life, mm. uh, right. personally and externally. And it's like... Um, and that's just becoming, you know, getting older and becoming more seasoned and, and more experienced. So, uh, yes. but yeah, it wore off pretty quick. I think by probably night three or four, I was just like, yes, oh, okay. more of these like devouring it. You <laughs> more know, voters, like, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That's kind of how I felt when I first started watching the atheist experience. And it was yeah. around the time I was in college. Yeah. Probably like 07, 08, around that time. And I. Okay. I wasn't in a cult necessarily. I didn't get that same feeling like I'm hiding from somebody or, you know, or feeling that yeah. nervousness, but definitely that excitement, like consuming these, this knowledge and allowing myself to think in a different way and learning about fallacies and all these things like, holy yeah. shit. Oh my God, this is yeah. amazing. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So I yeah, totally, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love watching Matt just rip into people because, like, as a child, I was very quiet and, like, I had a stutter yeah. and everything, so I couldn't express my my uh, feelings, emotions, that kind of stuff. Um, I grew up Christian. Um, just, it was, I don't know if it was mainly, like, for, like, people-pleasing because I was very much a people-pleaser. I wanted to make my parents proud, that kind of yeah. bullshit, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Taught Sunday school, that that, that whole thing. But uh, so watching Matt Dillahunty just fucking rip people apart, like I just mm -hmm. that that excites me. Like it's, it's, all yeah. the things that I want to say, he is beautiful, eloquently. Like, yeah. oh god. Yeah, it's a it's it's Ugh. cathartic to watch. Yes. It's it's yep. uh it's barrier breaking because you're like, oh, yes. you can do this. Yes. Like this yeah. is a thing you can do. It's right. it's possible. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, and that's. <clears throat> one of the biggest things yeah getting getting out of that mindset of that this is sacred and holy because yes. that's exactly what your religion is going to instill in you that this right. is like uh un unchallengeable and, and you can't you can't question it uh you can't criticize it you definitely can't like you know abuse it yeah. and uh, or disabuse people of it and uh yeah it's once you once once that facade drops and you mm -hmm. look at this and go that this is just a set of bad ideas mm -hmm. yeah. bad dangerous uh debilitating to human progress type ideas yes. then yes. that kind of opens the floodgates and you're like yes let's rip these ideas a new asshole yes mm -hmm. and it's uh yeah uh, and, and watching Matt do that is 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 great um uh yeah. i yeah definitely definitely an inspiration yes. on that um and yeah and, and then you know I, i've watched like i said other other youtube content creators like mm. apologia who's very mild-mannered yes um, <laughs> 
and uh, I think that's great too. That's 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 something people need, and right. and who people who don't like Matt Dill hunting can go over and watch Paul Agia, and yes. and they get what they need over there. It's like I think it's great that we have this diverse community of all right. kinds of approaches, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, uh, uh, and I, I've noticed as a you know as a 14 years now an atheist, so I've I've kind of like shifted back and forth. Like it's it's almost like hey, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Like I want to watch Matt rip into somebody, <laughs> or tonight I want to watch Apologia just calmly tell us why Ken Hogan. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, yes. um, or or like I like Logic. I've been watching a lot of mm. lot of Logic lately, and just yes. uh, just Logic. Just I like how Logic just he he goes after the ones that everyone else just kind of overlooks. Like uh, I can't I can't remember the names. Uh, Almondo Colvo. No, that's the wrong name. Uh, just he he goes after like the really obscure yeah. YouTube content creators and and stuff like that and it's it's great it's great because we have such a diverse community now that yes you can be in the mood for something and go find it yeah um, yeah my awesome. my husband and I are uh, currently like every now and then if what one we remember we're re he's rewatching I'm watching for the first time um, Hannah and Jake Reloaded they are, I don't know if you ever heard of them Never they heard of uh, them. they are basically going through they're reading the Bible. And so, but they're putting like funny pictures. Like this was years ago, but I mean, they're still active. Cause uh, was it Jake was on a, uh, the line with Matt Dillahunting like uh, maybe last week. So they're, they're oh, very okay, good. Cool. Yeah. Very, wow. very good. Uh, very funny. Um, so yeah, if you want something relaxing and fun to watch, I highly recommend them. 150,000 subscribers. How did I have never heard these people <laughs> They've been before? around for a long, long time. 800 so. videos? I have never heard, like these people, have, if they've yeah. been on my feed, I've never They've actually gotten into a spat. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, huh? Ray Comfort. Yeah, they got oh, a, a, a copyright claim. Right? It was some bullshit like like that. No way. Ray, uh, them and Ray Comfort got into it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Banana guy. Banana guy. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I just I just subscribed to them. I'm gonna check yes, out check them out. Wow. Amazing content. That's a, so. Awesome. That's a lot of subscribers. <laughs> How many do we have, Mal? Close to six hundred. <laughs> there, it's getting there. That's pretty good. But they've been around for like fucking I know. forever, so they're like the OGs almost. Well, I yeah. mean, Matt Hillandy's like there, but yeah, but yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's a wide range of content creators, and I love that. That's great. So, um, that's really great. Um, <clears throat> two, uh, I two content creators that I like that are not as well known that I like to promote. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, one is uh, named Professor Plink. I enjoy his videos. Okay. Um, he's Plink? Professor Plink. Okay. P-L-I-N-K. Uh, I like him a lot. And then uh, 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 David John Wellman. I think David John Wellman is uh, currently inactive. Okay. He's got some good videos, and I really hope he comes back. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he's really good too. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Always it's looking. Always, it's always good to trade, trade <laughs> yeah. like discoveries because it's yep. really like uh, Hannah and Jake, like 150,000 subscribers. I never heard of them. Like, it's, I'm really yeah. glad you mentioned that. You know, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's great. Um, yeah, okay. So, save that. Um, so what, what was the hardest part for your deconstruction? Like, what was the hardest thing for you to deconstruct? <clears throat> uh, 
so I think the two biggest challenges, one was kind of uh, uh, an internal struggle and the other mm -hmm. one was an external struggle. The first okay. the internal struggle was getting over that the universe, nature, animals, all the beauty mm -hmm. around me that I love was not a gift to me from a god. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for as long as I remember, whenever I, I love sunsets, I, I grew up oh. in the desert, beautiful oh. desert sunsets. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like outer space. I like astronomy. Mm -hmm. And I always remember whenever I see something awesome and, and just awe-inspiring, saying to myself under my breath, thank you, God, like saying mm -hmm. a little prayer of thanks right. to the being that gave this to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I realized I didn't believe in a God anymore, I was watching a sunset. It felt a little empty to me because I was like, mm. there's, there's nothing behind this anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, it took me a little while to get over that. But once I started learning more, once at that point, too, I was learning kind of more about, you know, Big Bang Theory, how old the universe was, mm -hmm. evolution, um, abiogenesis and then evolution. Once I started appreciating the the phenomenal natural processes that went into what we have today, mm -hmm. it it was it replaced that God hole with something much more mm -hmm. fulfilling. And that is just like I said, the awesome processes of the yeah. universe that gave us this and made me what I am and made all my friends what they are and how we can enjoy yeah. things. Uh, so that was a, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that God hole. <laughs> With the atheist boner, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the internal struggle that I went through. And okay. once I was past it and then, and like I said, I got to that point of understanding <clears throat> what science says and, mm -hmm. Hey, science may be wrong on certain details, but yeah. it's the closest thing we have with the right. best process we have to get to the truth. Yes. Right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's, it's so much better now than just thanking a, you know, sky fairy for it. Yeah. I can, I can, I can look at it and say, this is something amazing and yes. uh, it's incredible. Right. So that was the internal struggle I went through. <clears throat> the external struggle I went through was, keeping my deconversion to myself from my family. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I would thankfully, I, I'm my, I like small friend groups. I have a mm -hmm. small close knit group of friends and that's what I need in life. I don't yes. need like 200 people that I know. Right. Um, <laughs> then that's just me. If you, if you're out there and you like to have to having 200 friends, that's great. I don't like all the power people. to you. Uh, <laughs> The idea that to me is exhausting. Yes, uh, yes. I like, I have my six to eight friends and I'm mm -hmm. happy with them. Yes. Uh, so when I left the Jehovah's Witnesses, I wasn't leaving much behind. I didn't, I wasn't leaving a huge like social network of friends. Okay. It was more like just a social network of people that I was forced to be around in congregations when I was mm -hmm. growing up and things like that. Okay. Um, the only thing I really feared losing was my family because as a as Jehovah's Witnesses, they practice shunning and disfellowshipping. Mm -hmm. oh, if I were to get up and yes. say, I'm an atheist, I don't believe this, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses mm -hmm. teach bullshit. Um, I'll get disfellowshipped. Mm -hmm. I could be branded as an apostate, which mm -hmm. with, with disfellowshipping, there's a chance to come back if you grovel and mm. repent enough to the elders. Okay. If you're branded as an apostate, you're disfellowshipped without the hope of ever returning. Oh. And so with if, honors, without honors. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and in that case, uh, uh, anybody that's who's currently, if if I become disfellowshipped or mm. disfellowshipped as an apostate, anyone caught associating with me 
is, is they put themselves at risk of being disfellowshipped. It's, yeah. it's a way of controlling the cult. Yeah. Um, Fuck, so dude. yeah. So I, I, I was, I, I very wisely kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in any interactions that I had with elders uh, in the, in the year and a half after my deconversion, before I left Montana completely and managed mm-hmm. to get out of there. Um, uh, I, I kept my answers to any questions very vague uh like just basically did not out myself to them at all i I think i navigated those waters fairly well because i was never called in for a judicial committee for a possible disfellowshipping or anything like that um with my family i kept it mostly to myself for 10 years like i didn't tell anybody holy shit uh, yeah the the uh friends from high school that i had mentioned earlier the ones that i had cut off association with Mm -hmm. i reconnected with all of them and they all accepted me back into the circle and you know, they're, they're now my friends. Like they're people now I've known for 25 years and I love them to death and they're, they're, they're my support. Yeah. They accepted me back. So I had a nice little circle of friends that I could rely on. That doesn't happen that often. So that's the thing. I am extremely lucky to have uh, many witnesses who leave do not have that because Mm -hmm. part of the reason why I have that is because I was a lax witness when I was in high school and I made these friends. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. A, a, a witness that is more disciplined than I will come out of high school not having those friends, and if mm. they ever decide to leave, they got nothing. And oh. my heart goes out to those those individuals because that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was lucky in that. Um, anyway, so I have my friends. I I rely on them. For my family, I was keeping it secret for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now the state of my family is most of my family knows I'm out. In fact, they themselves have either drifted out or oh. they absolutely do not believe because okay. it's just a matter of time because the witnesses are just the mm. Jehovah's Witness religion is just bonkers right now with <laughs> uh, hemorrhaging money from are they going it. through shit now like there's oh, like going through so much shit and, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, and yeah so most of my family's out uh, I have one sibling my brother who is very much in oh. and I fear he might be in for the rest of his life because I think he might be a little bit too old that the sunk cost fallacy, I think it might be at play there. And oh, he's just, okay. Yeah. He's either a true believer and he'll never leave, or if he ever does wake up, mm-hmm. it's going to be crushing realizing, mm-hmm. hey, you spent your entire life. Right. A false That's rough, man. A <laughs> um, so, and yeah. Uh, but anyway, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm out and proud. Um, I have my YouTube channel now. And that's that was yes. one thing, too. When I made my YouTube channel, I was like, it's not a matter of when somebody finds it. It's yeah. or not, not a matter of if somebody finds it, a matter of when. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, uh, so when I made my YouTube channel, I said, okay, if, if, if that particular brother finds out and shuns me, like I, I'm going to have to accept that. Yeah. Um, but for, for, uh, uh, with that exception, the witnesses have nothing on me. They can't do anything yeah. to me. They can't, they can't take anything away from me. If I got a letter in the mail that I've been dis- disfellowship because they discovered my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I would be fine with that. I would probably frame that letter and put it on my wall. <laughs> put it um, right. Yeah. So uh, I. Oh, I so feel, you I haven't feel... officially been disfellowshipped. No, I've navigated those waters. Uh, oh. I, on their books, I'm just inactive. Uh, um, which is just I, I faded away, I drifted, but uh, I'm not actively doing anything wrong. Um, mm. So, uh, and mm. you know, like I, I keep my last name on myself for the most part. Yes, um, right. I'm just Eric. And uh, wait, uh, so, skeptics yeah. and scoundrels isn't your last name? 
yeah <laughs> skeptic yeah which one is which was on my last yeah. name eric skeptic or eric, eric scoundrel <laughs> this is definitely my real name <laughs> baffle metal is something i would absolutely name a kid of mine yeah. there that's, you that's, go. That's it's awesome. irish <laughs> Um, and so yeah, I, I like I said, navigate those 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 waters pretty well, and yeah. they they got nothing on me at this point, so it's like I don't I don't it's care. Like, come at me, bro. Yeah, come at me, bro. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Come at> me. <laughs> Challenge you to a duel. Yeah. So, yeah. Be, yeah. No, sorry. Go, go, go. Uh, after deconstruction, you were talking about rebuilding your identity, yes, rebuilding so. yourself. How does that process work? I know that that is grueling, right? It's hard. Yeah. And, takes time and it's different for everybody yeah so uh, how was it for I, you i when i realized that i had to do these things i was excited i oh. i think i was aware enough at the time that i was like this is something that not many people go through mm -hmm. uh it gave me kind of a feeling it kind of gave me that feeling of specialness that i felt back in the joe's witnesses religion because okay. joe's witnesses are like you know eight million joe's witnesses on the planet we're the true religion everyone else is false religion <laughs> right. when armageddon hits we're the ones that are going to survive so you can you kind of get that air of specialness to it yeah so once i realized i was like not many people go through what i'm going through right now at least mm. at the time i felt like i mean i, I have no idea about the statistics of it mm -hmm. but i was like not many people sit there and go in their 20s like i have to rebuild my my moral code mm -hmm. like that's I, I imagine that's not something many people go through so right. i kind of feel a little bit special on that and i was excited at the prospect of doing that mm -hmm. uh and so, yeah, uh, I just went into it. I was like, okay, well, what are the things that were dictated to me? What, what, what parts of my reality were dictated to me by this religious organization and mm -hmm. what's actually genuinely me. And like, for example, uh, like one of the biggest ones that come out of Christianity is, is views on homosexuality and, and, okay. and, right. and homosexuals. Like I was like, I did, I never hated those people, but I've always been told that their lifestyle is wrong. And I remember, Shamefully, I remember being at the door one day uh, when I was out in the ministry before I deconverted, talking to a gay guy and telling him, showing him Sodom and Gomorrah scriptures and how, you know, hey, God right. punished these people, like gently, kindly, but I'm being an asshole, not really. I, I'm trying to be nice, yeah. but yeah. in reality, I'm being an asshole. Kindly telling them they're going to go to hell. Right. I thought at the time I was being kind and trying to save this guy's life, but right. in reality, yeah. being an asshole. But telling this guy, like, hey, your lifestyle is wrong. Mm -hmm. This is what God thinks of it. This is what God has done to homosexuals. And to that guy's credit, he was kind to me. He just listened to what I had to say, disagreed with me, and that was it. And, you know, so like looking at that and going, was that genuinely me or was that what? Mm. this organization wanted me to do and it's right. like that wasn't me like i started thinking to myself like why do i think this is wrong well i'm told it's wrong right well why am i told that it's wrong oh because it's in the bible the bible's not a good reason to do anything like <laughs> no. there's got to be reasons other than it's dictated to you yeah. Wow. so yeah so i used i kind of use that initial framework very yeah. crude framework uh, uh to start analyzing every single one of my moral to sift through it and to yeah. yeah and yeah and, and even uh, now like i'll come across i love hypotheticals now i love hypotheticals yeah. when it comes to morality like the trolley problem i love the trolley problem the trolley, yeah. <laughs> all its variations yeah yep. um i like i like ideas of like a like a thought experiments of like mm. teleporters and like what is your consciousness what is your life what is you mm. what can you like the Star Trek teleporter, you know, is it right. a death machine? Does it right. kill you and they make a copy where you, where you appear? Right. Um, I like, I like experimentation or, or thought experiments like that. 
and uh, so that's kind of the initially that was the crude framework I was going I was using to start na- analyzing different things, mm-hmm. and I'm still every once in a while I'll bump up against something that I might have a reaction to, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, hold on, what, <laughs> where is this coming from? You know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a it's an ongoing process. I don't think we'll ever complete it. Right. Uh, and, Continuous uh, education. It, yeah, yeah, you're learning every day for sure. That's fun. I enjoy it. It's it's great. Yes. Um, it's 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 a journey of self discovery that never ends. What was right. the the hardest thing for you to rebuild and you know identify that that was something you were indoctrinated and then create yeah. the bottom up? Yeah. Um, hmm, that's that's, a, good, that's something that's, hard to to come. That's up. a good question. Yeah. yeah, I've never even. Witnesses aren't really taught to hate. Okay. What they do is hateful, but they're taught to do these hateful things in a very kind, compassionate way. <laughs> you know, like like my me talking to the to to the 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 gay guy at the door is like, yeah, yeah. I I, I was under the impression I was doing something good and kind, but I was really just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, uh, but I've never like had malice or spite towards anybody. Um never had to get like get over anything like that i think a lot of it just came down to you know i've been told that things are wrong or bad and analyzing that yeah um yeah i can't i can't really oh it's just curious like super duper difficult i mean it's part of a whole process anyway so maybe eating blood for the the first time uh like uh, yeah okay so yeah let me explain this um (laughs) So the witnesses, Joe's witnesses, they latch onto a couple scriptures, uh, basically telling Mosaic law, don't consume blood. Right, right. Like, uh, um, you know, because the that's blood where the is... transfusion the, shit comes from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the blood is life and life is sacred. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, so they, they go way far with that. And they say, okay, you can't eat blood. That means you can't put blood in your body. That means no blood transfusions. Um, so, uh, so one of the first things I had to do was uh, not how to do, but one of the first things, yeah, one of the first things I had to do when I left was uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. They have these uh, uh, medical directives they pass out every so often in the congregation. Uh, they're basically power of, limited power of attorneys huh. or cards that fold open, and it's like a contract. Oh shit! And uh, the idea is. Uh, uh, the contract basically, it's a medical directive, basically says, refuse blood transfusions. Under no circumstances will I accept blood, even if life-threatening conditions. <clears throat> wow. Witnesses. And also, like, here's, like, an elder of my power of attorney. So if I'm ever in an accident and I'm injured, unconscious, the oh, doctor says gosh. he needs blood to survive, this elder asshole can show up and go, I have a medical directive here that says no blood. Do not give him any blood. And legally he has the authority to do that because I gave it to him using that power of attorney. Um, You can actually do a Google search and and find it. There's lots of copies of it online. Oh my God. Uh, So uh, anyway, one of the first things I did was I went out and I got a, uh, uh, a revised medical director of saying Mm. all previous medical directors are (laughs) null and void. And this one is the real one. And absolutely do whatever you can to save my life. (laughs) Dude, that Um, is so scary how a belief system can impact the, person's you know possibility yeah. of you know surviving it's fucking nuts yeah yeah it blows anyway, my mind that's, that's to, crazy to loop that around to yeah. eating blood um yes. 
a lot of my good friends from high school are are Asian, so give things like blood oh. tofu, blood sausage. Okay, I'm like okay. gonna say they're vampires. Yeah. Oh, they... <laughs> a lot of my <laughs> friends cult... are vampires. I left a cult I mean... of Christians and joined a cult yeah. of vampires. I mean, it's much better. <laughs> I, I remember eating blood tofu for the first time, and I was like. This is taboo, my religion. Blood tofu, wow. Eh, Never not my that. thing. Yeah. Have we had yeah. blood sausage? That's good shit. Blood sausage, yeah. I've had some of that. Mm. Uh, I mean, so... used to bleed for 35 years. Does that count? <laughs> Did you eat it? Yeah. Don't, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Blood, blood's, I don't know. That was a fucking thing. So, I thought you were, I thought you were going to just say, I just ate another baby, you know, because oh, babies, yeah. you know, yeah, obviously. so, yeah, you know, but, uh... oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's it. like a, there's a, there's a really disgusting, uh, so the main two magazines, like mm -hmm. publications of the, of the witnesses or mm -hmm. the Watchtower Bible Track Society is the Watchtower magazine. Right. With his companion magazine, The Awake, and there's a really disgusting Awake magazine oh. from the '80s mm. that the 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 front cover is just portraits of kids who died refusing blood transfusions Whoa. because of the religious doctrine, and they were basically using these children as a prop to say, well, "Look how look how great they were. They were they were faithful to the end." And it's just it's just pictures of kids that have died because of this doctrine. They didn't have um, any choice. What the fuck? This is yeah. fucking disgusting. It's gross. How yeah. is that legal? Oh yeah. my gosh. But, so, yeah. you, you can get away with a lot. Yeah, how yeah. is it legal? That's the one thing I always ask myself. Because recently, is it in Norway that they legitimized, uh, you know, delegitimized? Yeah. Witnesses lost their charity status in okay. Norway. Yes. Norway. Due, okay. Yeah, yeah. Due to their shunning practices. Okay. And I think Japan's Whoa. also on the same track of doing that as well. Oh, um, good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it depends on where you're at. It's it's In the United States, it's kind of a gray zone. Like there are some mm. states where a judge will intervene and say, these parents are not acting in the best interest of the child mm. and court order a blood transfusion. Yeah. Um, and then there's other states where like, well, the parents are are in charge. And, you know, the same same states that allow Christian scientists to start their kids. And to, <laughs> but these motherfuckers are claim that they're pro-life. I'm like... Yeah, oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They're really they're really pro pro dictate from God. And, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of one of the bizarre things from from the witnesses. I I didn't get over that. I mean, I got over that pretty quick. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, give me a blood transfusion. Uh, mm -hmm. Eating blood was 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 probably the most difficult thing for me to do. Just just to, mm -hmm. just across that line to say I did it. You know? Right. 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 Because your entire life you're like, don't eat blood, and then right. one day. So now like, if I cut myself and blood. I go like this, hey, like. I remember this. I remember that being brought up a long time ago in one of our study sessions. Really? It was a uh, uh, back in the day. We had three meetings a week. It's not just church on Sunday. Uh, it's three meetings a week. For me, it was fuck that shit. For me, it was a one-hour book study on Tuesday, a two-hour uh, ministry school on on Thursday, and then like a, a two-hour meeting on on Saturday. But I remember one of our Tuesday night book studies. We were talking about blood, and I remember somebody there saying, I saw so-and-so cut his finger the other day and then, you know, suck the blood. Does that count as consuming blood? Uh, I was I was probably less than 10 years old when I heard this. Uh, I remember the question. I don't yeah. remember the answer. Okay. But okay. If, if I had, I would have to imagine. Okay. It was, it was just what about blood. going to the dentist oh. and then you swallow some of your own blood? Does that count? Yeah. 
that's what about internal bleeding on your esophagus? I think I think in that I think in that case they would reason that it never actually left your body. Oh, it's it's circulating weird in your body. So stupid. But they get they get so granular and so (laughs) anal about things like dialysis, like when the blood goes out the tube and into the machine and back in your body. Is that a blood transfusion? And I think I think their stance on that was like, no, the two the system's like part of your circulatory system temporarily. So it's not like it's like part of your body. Like but the really crazy thing is is now it's not just straight blood transfusions we can get in hospitals. You can now get platelets, you can get plasma, red blood cells, apheresis. Apheresis. Yeah, it's similar to dialysis where the blood goes through this machine where it's shot with photons. Oh, and it uh, it affects. I I really can't explain it, even though I work. I I work in a hospital, and they do that. They science stuff too. I can't. It's magic, but it gets returned. It gets returned to you. Like they take away, I believe, platelets or give you platelets. I can't remember what it is, Mm. but it's pretty interesting. So I always wonder, like, how does that uh? Apply to Jehovah's Witnesses beliefs. Yeah, uh, I, for that particular thing, I don't know, but they <laughs> do get very pedantic and controlling yeah. with everything. Like, like uh, for instance, with blood fractions. Ah, uh. don't take my word for it, but I believe it's white blood cells. No, red blood cells. No, uh. plasma. It's a conscientious decision on the part of the, the patient. And like other fractions are like, this is no, this is yes, this is no, oh this is a, this con- oh like, they get so God. pedantic and controlling over it. And the sad thing Ooh. is, ultimately, the sad thing is, it's this is this is literally killing people. People literally die that can mm-hmm. be saved easily otherwise. And they will never, mark my words, they will never 180 on this position because the day they do, they will have a ton of pissed off people. Because right. they, they they flip flop on positions before. If they ever flip flop on the position or flip on the position of blood transfusions and say, "Hey, it's okay. We've we have revised new understanding of the Bible, and now it's okay," um, they'll have a yeah. lot of pissed off. Because wouldn't that be have... like accomplice to murder or some shit like that? Possibly. Eh. I don't know if it'll go that far. Yeah. Okay. Like, but it, hmm. it it would piss off. A lot. Like, I, I know if I was a witness and I lost my kid. Yeah. Refusing. Oh, I would, I would like, burn it down. Imagine, imagine <laughs> losing your child because right. you were faithful, mm-hmm. and then a week later, the, the witnesses say, "Oh, by the way, yeah. blood transfusions are allowed now." Psych. I would, Psych. I would grab a torch. Yes. Like I would be pissed. Yep. So that's a, so that's the problem. They're never going to 180 on it. Mark yep. my words, and it's going to just cause more people to die. This is um, fucked up. Yeah, it is very God. fucked up. This is this is that. not this is not the arrangement. Of an all-knowing, all-loving, right, all-wise, you know, right. all-powerful God. Like this is this is not an arrangement of a divine being. This these are humans exerting control over other humans. Yep. Yeah. Is the character of God in the Jehovah's Witness all loving? Because I know there's other sects, yeah. or you know, what am I saying? Other branches, denominations, branches. Yeah. Where yeah. They actually admit that he's not all loving. Yeah. That's how they get around the problem of evil. Because when you have right. a, when you have an omni tri omni God, he, he, he is he is just all of all these things, all powerful, all knowing, all loving, mm-hmm. and yet you have this world. That's a contradiction. That's why the mm-hmm. problem of evil is so powerful against the omni God. Right. Uh, some Christians get around this by 
watering down, downgrading their do- their God to maximal qualities, maximal love, maximal power, maximal knowledge. Uh, basically, like it hits a limit of of where logical impossibilities come in, um, or it comes to the point of like, okay, well, God, you know, is is uh, uh, so loving, and and he wants us to appreciate things like bravery and sacrifice, and in order to have these things, you must have the 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 negatives that are associated with that. Like for bravery, you must have fear. For sacrifice, mm. you must have loss. Right. Um, so yeah, though a lot of Christians will downgrade their God, water it down, turn those omni traits into maximal traits, or might just simply take take away one of the traits and say, yeah, my God's not all loving. My God doesn't care, you know, or, right. or you know, um, and yeah, that's how they kind of get around that. Uh, witnesses, unfortunately, witnesses don't think that kind of deep philosophy stuff. Um, those are all things I had to learn, mm. like when I left. I never knew what a logical fallacy was yeah. when I was a witness. In fact, the witnesses discouraged study of philosophy. And mm-hmm. it, on, on the whole study in college altogether, they tell you don't go to college. In fact, yes, there's, there's, there's instances, there's instances of elder fathers being reproved or disciplined or even removed from their positions for allowing their children to go to college. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Gotta keep them dumb. Yeah. Keep them dumb. Keep them controlled. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, these type of questions never really arise in, in, in the witness ranks, but the witnesses for the most part go for the Omni God yeah. is all loving, all powerful, all, 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 whatever the other one is. Cause I'm okay. here, um, <laughs> but you know, the, the, the yeah. God, they, they very much go for him. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and those, these are questions I never asked myself when I was back there, like, and even kind of a little bit of a tangent here, even for the maximal God, maximal loving, mm. you know, where, where, okay. Uh, I think I heard Cameron Batuzzi once argue that, Hey, for us to have a, a virtue, like say Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement, we must have slavery because if we don't have slavery, there's no need for Martin Luther King. So somehow mm. Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement, the virtue value of that is greater than the uh the evil value of slavery and like this type of like balancing where where god must allow one bad thing to allow a a greater good thing to exist but like you can you can start picking you can start picking that apart pretty quick you can go okay we've had let's say we've had 10 million slaves in history made up number but let's say we have 10 million slaves to allow martin luther king and the civil rights movement to be a thing yeah couldn't we have just 9 million slaves like could, could we have shaved a million slaves off of that and still had that virtue at its at its potency and at its strength? Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically the argument is, you know, we must allow these evils in order for these good things to exist. But like, can't God get his get his objective done with with one less mm-hmm. baby starving today? Yep. Can mm-hmm. can God get his objective done with one less murder today? Right. Um. And so it's like uh, you can really start picking that that kind of argument apart because it doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, and that unfortunately is where Christians start to you know conflate and start to confuse terminology when it comes to referring to their God. Oh, he's mm-hmm. a loving God, but it's a love beyond and transcends us. We but don't, really don't fully understand, understand it's it. God's plan. But it's like, but then but well, you, you're trying to sell, yeah, you're trying to yeah. sell me this God on love, right. something I understand. Right. But then when I analyze him on it, it's now something different. It's like right. it's like a bait and switch. It's like a car right. salesman. Yeah. The first, the first car I ever owned, I bought a I bought a 1995 Toyota Tacoma. Mm. I remember distinctly test driving it. 
noticing the shiny CD player in it. And then when I bought the car and I got it from the from the dealership, it was a cassette player. And I went back to the dealership and I was like, that was a CD player when I test drove this. Give me it back. And they, they gave me it back. But that's what Christianity does. They, yeah. they sell you yep. something uh-huh. based on something, then uh-huh. they switch it. Mm. And now and now it doesn't apply. Yep. Love doesn't apply. Justice doesn't apply because it's now something different. Right. Yeah. God damn yeah, it. I, I've had Christians yeah. be like, oh, it was about slavery. It's like, it, that was in the Old Testament. And I'm like, so was the Ten yeah. Commandments. But, you know, so yeah. you're going to, you know, dismiss that too? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. Fuck off. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best response. I was like, fuck off of that. Come on. <laughs> Old Testament. It's like, I'm sorry. Did your God change his mind? Is right. he bipolar? Mm. Not- well, they also yeah. come up, I'm sorry, bring up the covenant or what is it called? The new covenant? Covenant, covenant yeah. Covenant. It's, it's, it's the old covenant and the new covenant. Okay, if yeah. You're covenant theology. They use that shit. Yeah, basically, basically in a nutshell, uh, before Jesus sacrificed himself, um, there was animal sacrifice and the old covenant. It was like an old arrangement for man to kind of stay in good standing with god even though it was like imperfect mm-hmm. until finally jesus died with a perfect he became covenant. the lamb of god yeah mm-hmm. became the ultimate sacrifice and like negated the old covenant and now we have a new covenant in place yeah um yeah and it's just a, it's a silly delineation between old and new testament uh, yeah it's, it's nonsense bullshit mental it's, gymnastics crap yeah, yeah it is fucking olympians um so one final question for you um sure. what what advice uh, would you give for people newly deconstructing from their faith? Uh, one would be to watch my my growing series of things I wish I knew when I deconverted. A perfect love plug it. right there. I love yeah, it. I love it. It's over <laughs> on my channel. So uh, I only have a couple episodes in there right now. I'm working on the third episode. Uh, things I wish I knew when I deconverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are literally things that I wish I knew when I deconverted. Um, okay. For instance, uh, uh, what is deconversion? What is deconstruction? What are the differences between them? Okay. Um, I'm going to my next episode will be on uh, the concept of falsification and why it's mm-hmm. valuable. Um, and then I'm going to have future episodes on things like logical fallacies, philosophy, yes. things like that. So that's one thing you can do is you can start watching that series. Um, it's it's a brand new series and it's it's only got a one or two episodes in it, but there's going to be more of those in the future. Okay. But um, yeah, if you're newly deconverted and you're wondering, what do I do? What should I read up on? Um, it's a hard question to answer, but it's good to start with the fundamentals. Um, start learning some basic philosophy. Uh, when I say philosophy, I'm not saying like, okay, you know, uh, uh, don't have to like dive deep into Plato or Aristotle or anything like that. <clears throat> Just learn uh, a symbolic logic, sentential logic, I think it's called uh, modal logic learn what fallacies are learn like what a syllogism is mm-hmm. sorry i'm kind of rambling let's start at the beginning <laughs> learn some basic logic learn what a syllogism is learn mm-hmm. what premises are and how premises lead to a conclusion learn how an mm-hmm. argument that syllogism can be valid and or sound or uh, no valid and sound um <clears throat> learn how to construct arguments, learn what, uh, uh, like I said, those logical fallacies are, mm-hmm. learn how things can follow. Like if they, then if a, then B, mm-hmm. if B, then C, therefore, if a, then C, okay. um, you know, things like that, start building the, 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 the fundamental foundation for, uh, logical thinking for analyzing problems. 
And then from there, you can start getting into like kind of the deeper stuff. You can start getting into kind of the more, you know, the arguments uh, that are there to support a God and start mm -hmm. picking them apart and understanding, okay, where the problems are. Um, and yeah, that's, a, that's probably a really good place to start. And then, okay. you know, start reading some books. Uh, Bart Ehrman, Learning Bible History is really great. Mm, I think yes. that's probably one of my most favorite things I've done in the past couple of years is just learning the the, the the bonkers process that went into the compilation of the Bible. Right. Like, Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. It's how it's a Frankenstein book. Yep. Tons of stuff was left on the cutting room floor. Stuff you've never, mm -hmm. you're never. It was about. a fucking meeting. It was uh, yeah. the council how, of Nicaea, right? I don't think it was the council of Nicaea, but it was definitely put together by committee. Okay. And, and, committee. And, it, and with very specific objectives in mind. Yeah. Um, uh, learn about how, you know, um, if you're newly deconverted, this was news to me. Uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. Scholarly consensus, we don't know who wrote those books. Sure, yeah. they have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John on them. Right. But we don't really know that those were written by those people. Mm -hmm. um, it's that one guy with the, the, the grease yeah, up it's the one guy. guy. It's all one. The, yeah, yeah. The naked dude. The naked dude. Um, and, uh, uh, and yeah, learning how Mark is the source basically for Matthew and, mm. and, and Luke and how Matthew and Luke copied them. Yep. And you can kind of see a clear pattern of how Mark was the original and how Matthew, Luke, and John were like iterations on a story. Like you had a Mark was version 1.0. Yeah. Version 1.0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matthew was version 1.1. Luke was version 1.2. Like the story was embellished over time. Right. Uh, and then also I think the most shocking, the last thing I'll mention is the most shocking thing to me was the fact that if, if it is the case that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were not written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which we have strong evidence that that is the case, mm -hmm. uh -huh. written in a different language, a thousand miles away, 30 to 40 years after the after, fact for yep. Mark and like 60, 70 years after the fact for John. Yep. The fact that there is decades, if that's the case, then these people wrote these books based off of the oral tradition and the hearsay and the stories of Christianity that were circulating. Yep. That is the game of telephone right there. You have yep. decades of the game of telephone before the gospels were written. You can grant that the gospels were penned and perfectly preserved to our time. Mm -hmm. And you still can't account for that 30 to 40 years of, of telephone before that. Yep. And that is a critical flaw in the reliability of the gospels, in my opinion. Yep. Um, so yeah, yep. uh, those are all things that are so super yeah. to me as I've, I've learned, as I learned as I go. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got books like I'm, I got a couple of books on Bart, <clears throat> from Bart Ehrman. I have a book from Peter Bogosian, how to create an atheist, which is about street epistemology, which mm. we didn't even touch in this conversation, but very fascinated by that. No, nice. I, have another, I have another book here called uh, "When Prophecy Fails." Um, mm -hmm. Self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, learn those basic things and start reading books, and uh, just go where you want to go with it. There's no specific set path. Just go where your heart takes you. And, Hell yeah! Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah! Oh, I love man. that. Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, so one more time. What, what is your channel? Yeah, my name is Eric, and my channel is Skeptics and Scoundrels. It's on YouTube. I have a Twitter, which I'll probably be abandoning pretty soon because Twitter is garbage. Garbage, and it is sinking. <laughs> like sinking faster than the, ti yeah. the Titanic submarine. <laughs> no, no. I, I hear, I hear, Threads is 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 
probably going to be a realistically threads is going to be as much as I hate Facebook threads will be their replacement. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we, we are now in threads. Yes. Uh, hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to come say hi. Just search birding in podcast. And yeah, our there's awesome a, photo will come up. <laughs> there's a really great, uh, web comic artist, uh, her name. Well, her, her comic is called pizza, pizza cake comics. Okay. I've never heard of it. Okay, sounds familiar. It. Yeah. Pizza cake comics. She has a comic recently about switching over to threads and it's basically having Elon Musk on one side with like a KKK guy next to him and mm-hmm. Twitter's just burning down behind him saying, Oof. come to my platform. And then the other side has Mark Zuckerberg, but he's hissing like a snake because he's a reptilian. <laughs> reptilian. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah. Fun fact. I, like, Mark Zuckerberg is a reptilian. Links like that. <laughs> I want that yeah. cage fight to happen. I will yeah. pay big money to see them both fucking yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so, but Mark's on the other side going, come over to our platform. <laughs> and Pizza Cake's like, eh, why not? <laughs> At like, this point. A, you it's know. a mild step up. But I must say. So anyway, I'm probably going to ditch Twitter soon. I'll probably go over to yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, dude. Yes. Thank yeah, I had, had a great time talking to you guys. Do you, you regret awesome. it? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, good. Not at all. Damn I have it. done many things in my life that I regret. So there's hard competition. Oh. Yeah. We got to up our game. God damn well, it. He's following the contract, Mal. He read, oh, he read the third clause, part A. Yeah. So those goddamn blood contracts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we always want to give a shout out to Recovering yes. from Religion, our friends, Dr. Daryl Ray and Gail Jordan. Recoveringfromreligion.org is their website, yes. and they have a 24-7 hotline run by amazing volunteers, 184-I-Doubt-It. Recovering from Religion is a nonprofit organization. Look, I'm not even reading. Who's a teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs> Recovering from Religion is an awesome nonprofit organization that provides hope, healing, and support to those who are dealing with doubts or who are considering leaving their faith altogether, and they are seeking support and yes. a community. Uh, they have awesome groups for like ex-Jehovah's, ex-Mormons, ex-Muslims, ex-Baptists or yeah, whatever, yeah. like different little groups. Right. And it's fucking amazing. Uh, and it's all free. It's free support. And you can call them right now if you want. Right meow. Right meow. And they also have the Secular Therapy Project, which is a registry of secular therapists. If you're seeking counseling, behavioral health supports, and you don't want to be asked to pray or some shit, this is the <laughs> registry to go to. Uh, they are vetted uh, by the organization. So fantastic, fantastic organization. Fuck yeah. Nice. And we didn't get paid for that. Uh, we're, it's we, do, we do plugs on every single episode. Yes. People we're going to start charging you guys. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Delray. No. No, okay. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We're happy to do this because you guys are fucking amazing. Yes. She promised me goats. So, yeah. Who, oh, <laughs> Gail. Gail has goats. That is true. She has a whole farm and like, I just, I love goats. So she was like, yeah, come on down, visit me. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. And we wanted to remind our listeners and our viewers that we do have a merch store. If you know, you know. But let's let, let hold on. Let me <laughs> really quick. So this is uh, Mel pegging Jesus. Yes, I have it on my wall behind me. You can't see it, but yeah, one day it'll be signed by Jesus himself. One day. 
Also, Very appropriate. Please I'm don't forget. Yeah. I'm imagining that on the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in our like our pub, anyway. Um, the please, Sexting Chapel. The sexting. Oh, Ooh, um, nice. I like it. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We want to reach a thousand. Smash that like button and hit the notifications bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. <laughs> I did 23 episodes in and we're still doing that. Our ep- oh, God. This is all your fault. <laughs> Our episodes are released on Mondays and they are still available as audio only if you prefer that platform on okay. any platform where you listen to podcasts. That's where you can find us. And give us a rating. No less than five stars. Five stars, please. Uh, follow us on Twitter for now at BathMetal666. Mine is at Maltrefitty and his is uh, at BathMetal666. And we're also on Threads. If you would like to, don't threaten us though. If you would like to support us, I mean, don't tease me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And one more time, patreon.com slash burning in 666. If you would like to support us there, we want to give a big shout out to our supporters on patreon.com. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you, Atheist Chico. Chico. Will, thank you for your service. Yes. Lynn, we love you. Yes. And my our friend Lisette in Canada. Canada. In and Canada. The OGs on Anchor. Uh, Robin M, William N, and Kit. Kit, Kit, Kit. Kit, 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 Kit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. This horrible train wreck. <laughs> this train wreck. <laughs> Wrap it up like a burrito or like a shroud. Or shroud. Oh. Wrapping Why Christ is there not dog. a fucking like condom company just called mm. the Shroud of Jesus? Like yeah. just, <laughs> Je- I don't know. There, there's, 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 there's something there. I feel like there's something there. Jesus. Oh, burrito shroud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let, yeah. let's wrap it up like we would wrap Jesus's Jeez. penis. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> Awkward uh, oh. All, right, All right, that is yes. what the Lord wants. <laughs> Amen. Amen.